when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. What is going on, guys? And welcome to the Soto Mojo Podcast trade deadline special. I'm Colby Padnote, and I'm joined, as always, by Ty Gonzalez. And Ty, we got some stuff to talk about. You ready to do this? <laughs> Jeez, I mean, the last 20 minutes or so, we were supposed to start this at 4 my time. It's now 4.30, and that's just because all this news came in and just flooded us. And uh, wow, that <laughs> the last 20 minutes kind of saved the deadline. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty boring in terms of high-impact moves um, until... Uh, really the last five minutes into before one and then uh yeah <laughs> lately uh zach Granke to the astros being the big uh the big headliner of this deal or this deadline um but you know we're 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 a mariners podcast so we're gonna focus on what the mariners did and uh you know the mariners made two moves three i i don't know i i think Te- yeah, technically the the two nationals trades are separate trades, but right. but but <laughs> right. they you know we're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna say it's two we're gonna say it's two two trades total all in a day, um because yeah uh I mean like even the even the reports between those two nationals deals were three minutes apart four minutes apart, so You're right. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I guess unless you bet on an over/under for Mariner trades, <laughs> and the over/under was two and a half, then I bet you're really curious about the uh, <laughs> how those deals break down. But the Mariners do make, uh, let's call it two trades today, yep. um, trading three players off of their 25-man roster. Um, but let's go. Let's start with as we wait for more information um, on the last deal that was made. Um, let's go ahead and start with a, a trade that came down a couple hours ago um, and was finalized just a few minutes ago. Uh, the Seattle Mariners have found a home for Rowanis Elias and, somewhat surprisingly, Hunter Strickland, sending them mm-hmm. both to the Washington Nationals for three relief prospects. Um, we have left-handed pitcher, two lefties, uh, Taylor Gilbo, I believe is how you pronounce it. Gibo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and left-handed pitcher Aaron Fletcher, as well as a right-handed arm, Elvis Alvarado. Um, so, Ty, you wrote about this trade on Sotomojo.com. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about, about the three prospects that the Mariners got, and then we'll talk about whether or not it was a good deal or not. So uh, why don't you go ahead and fill us in on Gibo and uh, Fletcher. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah, my my initial reaction because the the first reported trade was Elias for Alvarado and and Gibo. I thought it was light, really. Uh, I, I was kind of underwhelmed by it, honestly, because uh, just I mean, especially when you looked at what uh, the Giants got for for Drew Pomeranz <laughs> immediately after that was that was a little 
shocking. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think you know we we, we Gibbo or Gilbo or however you say it. I'm I'm sure we'll learn. Uh, you know, he dominated Double A as a reliever, left-handed reliever, 26 years old, had a uh, an 11.31 K per nine in Double A. Got called up to the PCL, which is where pitchers have just pretty much gone to die this year. Uh, and you know, he stumbled, of course, but. You know, we, we've talked about this before. The PCL is just, uh, it's something <laughs> with all those, you know, uh, ballparks and, you know, using the the, ML, the MLB balls and everything. So that probably played a factor into it, um, as we've seen with a lot of pitchers uh, that have gone down there. So, uh, but he's a guy that mid-90s on the, fa- on the fastball, he was low-90s in the last couple of years, but has really built up his his velocity and that's what's uh really made him um more known within the within the nationals uh organization he was the 15th ranked uh prospect in the nationals uh farm system by uh by pipeline this year in their recent re-rank and uh he also carries a uh pretty good maybe plus i would i would say plus at this point uh slider uh it's it, it's about you know it's in the it's in the eighties wipeout slider. Uh, so if you got a getting a guy with two plus, possibly plus pitches from the left side as a reliever who's close to the big leagues, that's a big get for you uh, as you look to you know build this bullpen back up over the next few years. Um, and it's also you know a potential piece that you know uh, can be turned into some more later if you want. But uh, but yeah, it's an, it's really interesting piece you'll see him in the next month or so i would assume uh definitely september for sure uh but i would probably say we'll see him even august uh but yeah so so that's really interesting and then the other picture that they got uh elvis alvarado uh 20 year old converted outfielder uh don't know a whole lot about him i've heard that he has just a live arm uh, really raw. He's been pitching just for two years uh, in professional ball and only has 28 innings under his belt so far um, in professional ball. So we'll see about that. Uh, I'm not really sure what the velocity or you know what his velocity is at or anything like that. I, I couldn't find much on him. I just heard that he has a live arm. So uh, so we'll see. But you know clearly the the Mariners really uh, like what they've at least heard or, or seen from him and, and think that they can tap into that a bit. So, um, yeah, so we'll see on that. And then the, uh, the, the other name that, that came along that was reported with, uh, for, for Hunter Strickland. So I assume this was the deal straight up and this is a huge get for, uh, for a pitcher that pitched three innings for you this year, all at the beginning of the season. Uh, and that's Aaron Fletcher who, uh, per pipeline is the Nationals' 21st best prospect. He was a uh, 14th round draft pick last year. Uh, had Tommy John surgery in 2016. Um, keeps the ball on the ground. He's 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 a reliever now through and through. He's posted a 1.79 ERA in 32 appearances across uh, three different levels of the minor leagues. He's now in Double A. Uh, so I assume that's where he'll end up when he comes to the Mariners organization in Arkansas. So. Uh, really, really good get for, for the Mariners across the board, uh, adding Fletcher to it makes it a, a better deal for me. Uh, and I don't feel, I don't see it as, as light as I did, uh, initially. Right. I think 
Um, I think if you flip Elias, if you got Fletcher for Elias, I think you're fine. You know, totally fine. That's a good deal. Yeah. And then anything you get for Strickland at this point was going to be a solid deal too. Um, so you know there was there was a few uh, few people did chime in on Twitter. Um, Baseball America after the trade was announced did um, did say that uh, Gubo is Nationals number fourteen prospect on their list and was listed as a riser in uh, their midseason update. Um, so that's good. Uh, JJ Cooper adds on to that. Uh, Baseball America. Uh, Alvarado is exactly the type of prospect I would want to get in one of these deals. He has a massive arm. That's the term he used, massive arm. Um, And then, as you mentioned, J.J. Cooper, um, on July 18th, actually tweeted, you know, keep an eye on that Aaron Fletcher. Uh, And then uh, he moved him up to number 31 overall, had Fletcher. And Cooper said uh, that he has the stuff to go with his funk, which has led him to a rapid rise for the Nationals this year. Um, so some pretty good praise there from uh, J.J. Cooper. Also, uh, Chris Crawford, Christopher Crawford um, of Roto World. You guys know him. He's a Pacific Northwest guy. Um, he actually tweeted that uh, Gilbo is a nice get for Seattle in the Rowanis Elias deal, plus fastball slider combination. If he throws more consistent and quality strikes, he could be a high leverage reliever. Uh-huh. So that's, and then uh, on Aaron Fletcher, on Aaron uh, Fletcher, he wraps it up by saying, "Fletcher's a solid get for Seattle with pretty similar stuff. Could see both helping the Seattle bullpen by the end of 2020 easily." Um, so there's just a few words from guys a little bit more in the know than uh, than we are. Um, so it's three relievers uh, for two. Um, it's certainly a lot more service time. Um, I don't know if you've looked at this at all uh, yet, but do you think either any of these three guys crack your top 30 Mariners prospects? Uh, yeah, I would say uh, both uh, Gabo and uh, or Jabo or whatever, and Fletcher um, will land at the back end um, of the top 30, and, and that's... That's you know that's what you hope to get uh, out of out of Elias. I mean, considering that you've got Elias for straight up cash because Eric Folio failed his physical last year um, and was able drug to turn test. and <laughs> what? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Perhaps uh, a drug test. Yeah, yeah, and uh... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but uh, you know, to 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 turn Elias into you know two solid relief prospects. You know, honestly, I think Garen Fletcher is kind of a younger bro in a Salias. You know, when you just look at, mm-hmm. at, at he's been able to do so far and everything, I, I they kind of have similar profiles and I haven't looked too deep into them, but just looking at both of them, it's kind of, uh, kind of similar. So, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's a solid return overall. You know, it, could it have been better? Possibly, but that's what they got. And, you know, this has been such a weird deadline. So many teams scrambling to, to figure out deals and everything. You know, we saw just how many deals uh, came out after the deadline passed. Um, you know, so it, it was really hard to, to, to judge the market and really work the market because so many teams were posturing and, and, and you know, it, it just it fell how it fell, and you know some teams some teams were able to take advantage. The Giants had a really good deadline, by the way. 
an amazing deadline for the Giants, even though that they weren't able to trade Mad Bum or anything like that. But yeah. Um, but back to the Mariners, you know, uh, and, and Elias, I, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not thrilled, but it's, it's solid. And, you know, with Fletcher and Gabo, you got two relievers, left-handed relievers that will probably be with this team by this time next year. Yeah, almost certainly. Um, another thing pointed out, I don't know if it was lookout landing or if it was, I can't remember exactly who tweeted it, but uh, both of these guys are heavy ground ball types. Yeah, that was yeah, that was John Trupin. Yeah, John Trupin. Okay. Yeah. So John points out that the Mariners bullpen has had a trouble, have had trouble with home runs the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Depoto's acquisitions, at least, um, and these two guys both have high ground ball rates. So you're looking at a couple of relievers who strike out a lot of guys and get a lot of ground balls with good stuff. It's a pretty good get, I would say. Sheesh, dude. The Giants got Scooter Jeanette for cash considerations. <laughs> That's it. That's a steal. It's a bargain. That, it, that is a hell of a steal. Wow. I mean, yeah, the Giants did really well, as did the Diamondbacks. But, uh, again, yeah. focus on the Mariners here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, Elias and Hunter Strickland to the Nationals. Uh, three relievers. I imagine uh, both of these guys are going to double A. And then Alvarado, I'm assuming, is maybe Everett. Uh, yeah, or... he's, been, he's been pitching in the Gulf Coast League. So, yeah. So, um, what is that the equivalent to? I have no idea. Is that the uh, DSL? Is that like the DSL? No, I don't think so. I think it's above the the DSL. Whatever. Either way, they'll send them. Um, and you, like you said, the Mariner, the Mariners have had pretty good luck turning these, you know, these throwers into pitchers, uh, particularly in the bullpen. Um, right. so maybe they could do it again. Um, but yeah, for the two relievers, I think that's a fair price. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate you couldn't find a sucker like the Rangers and gotten a guy like Colby, uh, Colby Al- Colby Allard, but, uh, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, like you said, the trade market was so hard to figure out this year. Yeah. Uh, it and just, I can't, I can't imagine how it was for the teams. You know how it was, especially for the Mariners front office, trying to, yep. you know, having these players that not a whole lot of teams were thrilled by, but were in, you know, slightly interested in. But they, you know, the Mariners had a bunch of players that were teams' fallback plans. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't the primary, you know, targets of uh, of these teams. So. It was hard for them to judge, and I'm sure, you know, handling the phones and really, you know, probably getting the most interest in the final two to three hours uh, leading up to the deadline, uh, it was probably hard for them to really figure out what where their value stood and um, what they could uh, what they could actually get. And that's probably why, you know, you, you didn't see them budge on, on certain guys like Domingo Santana. Um, but... You know, it, it, it is what it is, and, and I think they did fairly well for themselves. Yep, I would agree with that. So um, next, let's go ahead and move on to the deal that uh, actually uh, most people are probably uh, most interested in and uh, was also the deal that got announced five minutes after the deadline had passed um, and probably the most uh, interesting uh, trade deadline case for the Mariners. Um, that would be uh, Mike Leak. Mike Leak mm-hmm. ends up being traded back to his uh, beloved home state of Arizona. He goes to the Arizona Diamondbacks in exchange for a 
minor league infielder by the name of Jose Caballero. Um, he's 22 years old, turns 23 in a month, uh, currently playing in advanced A-ball in the Cal League. Uh, we're still waiting on uh, an official announcement from both teams. The cash appears to be the uh, the only thing left. I don't think you're going to see any any players added to the trade. Um, just a matter of figuring out how much cash is going to change hands. So, um, but as we wait for that, let's talk about the deal a little bit. Um, let's talk about Caballero uh, first, and then we'll talk about Mike League. Uh-huh. So, uh, Ty, like this trade, as I mentioned, literally went down like 15 minutes before we hit the record button. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't have a lot to go on, but have you found anything or heard anything or read anything about Caballero? Uh, I haven't been able to find anything from the defensive side, but you know what we've been able to tell from from the numbers here is that you know he gets on base a lot uh, right now. You know, posting a three eighty eight on base percentage, and he's stolen a ton of bases. Uh, he's been hurt this year, uh, only played in forty three games, but in those forty three games, has stolen twenty eight bases. Uh, that's pretty ridiculous. Even even in high A ball, uh, that's just kind of unheard of. Um, which is really <laughs> that's 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 really interesting. So um, yeah, don't don't know a whole lot about him, but seems toolsy from what I can tell. Uh, I'll you know again, we didn't have a lot of time pre- to prepare for this. We were already in our Skype call when we found out who, who the Mariners were getting. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it seems like a better return than, than what you and I both expected for leak. Uh, of course we got to see the, the money situation. And also, you know, I think it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting that after all of this leak ended up going to the diamondbacks in the end. Um, you know, there, there was the whole report from Ryan Devish that the Mariners nixed, uh, that the ownership nixed a deal that would send leak to the diamondbacks. What? Two months ago. Yep. Um, and now here he is, uh, at the trade deadline getting traded to the diamondbacks. And so I, I don't know. Uh, so if the, if ownership nixed the deal, then what's changed now? Uh, I don't know, but we do have a, uh, a, a verified um, account uh, telling us how much money the Diamondbacks have picked up. Um, John Gambador- Gambadoro, I believe he's a radio host down there in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, he says the Diamondbacks are only picking up $6 million of the remaining money owed to Mike Leake. Okay. Uh, Leake was owed about $18 million, give or take, so the Mariners eat two-thirds of it. Um, <laughs> Save six, they save $6 million, and they acquire Jose Caballero for Mike Leake. Um, yeah. Honestly, that's even that's even less than I expected, really, on the, on the money. I thought, uh, you know, at this point, with what you were hearing, they would almost pay all of it. Um, yeah. You know, which maybe that was the case two months ago. Maybe, maybe that's what changed. Um, maybe they were willing to literally pay for him to go pitch for, for Arizona. Um you know, and we and we don't know what was going on because obviously he was outspoken about not wanting to be there. You know what was going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, was that becoming a problem for them? Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I, that's I think it's really strange that he ended up getting traded to the Diamondbacks in the end. Um, but you know that it's it's 
it's happened. <laughs> and so, and, and I, geez. Um, yeah, I, I think this has worked out, you know, for the, for the best for the Mariners. I think they, you know, even, even with how well he pitched over his last two starts and, you know, and he, he scuffled last night a little bit, um, had a good start before that all happened. Um, but, uh, even then, you know, it, it didn't seem like they were going to get a whole lot for him. Um, just especially with the the rest of the the rest of the pitchers on, on the market, you just you know there were clear cut better options for these contending teams, and there just wasn't going to be a whole lot of a lot right. of interest circling around him. And yet, all those options that were rumored <laughs> yeah. largely did, either didn't go anywhere or went to non contenders. And then the only contender that really got a, a like a, a good starting pitcher this deadline was the Astros, and they got Zach Greinke, who was always kind of a yeah, probably he's probably not getting traded type of guy. So yeah, I mean, I mean that's so wow. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's crazy, but I I think the Mariners did okay. I, I agree. I think um, you know you look at Caballero, and again you. you Scouting box scores is extremely dangerous with prospects, but it's all we have right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned 28 steals in 43 games. He's been caught seven times. Uh, you also, you know, 24 walks this year, 25 if you count the intentional base on ball, to 40 strikeouts. That's a good number. Um, and in the past, he's had, you know, 460 plus slugging percentages. Uh, he doesn't hit the ball on the ground. Uh, like you would assume when you see four, when you see 28 steals, you would assume he's kind of a slap hitter, but gets the ball elevated. Um, yeah, you know, this guy seems like he's a decent player and at the very least he's, he's worth keeping an eye on. He's 23 years old. He's only been, this is his, uh, second full year of pro ball. So, um, I, I think maybe they got something here and it may just be another utility player. Uh, but you got a guy who at the very least appears to make, uh, he makes contact, he takes walks, he steals bases and he's play. He's appeared at shortstop third base and second base, um, this season already. So, uh, yeah, they got, they got something here, uh, potentially that uh, might be useful. And, uh, we'll see if the, uh, you know, we'll see what Jerry has to say. I'm sure he'll get on the the Wheelhouse podcast and he'll fill us in about these guys. But uh, yeah, you know, I think I think they did okay. Yeah, I think you know we'll have to you know read more on on Caballero uh, specifically. Like you said, you know, you don't want to scout his Fangraphs page too much. But you know, for all we know, his defense could be just atrocious, and that's why he really isn't that highly regarded. But yeah, because my first thing that I said to Colby was, "Why haven't I heard of this guy with the the amount of steals he's had and everything?" This, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, so there's probably something to him that that we don't know. That you know, there's a reason why <laughs> he, 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 they got him for Mike Leak, but uh, we'll see. And uh, I must say that the. Uh, whew. The trades are still trickling in. Um, really? Yeah, the Phillies have acquired uh, Dan Straley from the Orioles for cash. What? Uh, <laughs> the Cubs have traded Carl's uh, Carl Edwards Jr. to the Padres. <laughs> I just saw that. Yeah. What? 
So um, I don't know. You know, um, maybe I we're not we, done. <laughs> I, I think we can pretty safely say that because Tim Beckham and Domingo Santana and Omar Narvaez are all in the lineup today, that they have not been yeah. traded, which yeah. are kind of the guys who we thought maybe might also go. Um, but uh, yeah, I suppose it's still uh, still possible that uh, there might be a trade that just kind of leaks out here. Um, and it is worth mentioning, by the way, that uh, the major league trade deadline uh, is, has passed. There will be no trades, obviously, uh, no waiver trades in August and September. However, you can still make trades um, as long as you're trading players who have never been on a 40-man roster. So um, right. you guys remember a few years ago when the Mariners traded, I don't even remember, for Ben Gamble. Uh, a trade like that could still happen in August because, you know, neither had been on a 40 man roster. So, um, there, you could still make minor league trades. I believe if a player is DFA'd, you can still trade for him. Um, so the trade deadline has passed, but there are still ways to add talent to your major league roster. It's just not going to be by trading Tim Beckham or Domingo Santana or anybody like that. So, right. uh, so just keep that in mind. Um, unless, you know, I guess if they're DFA'd, but, but, uh, yeah, so we'll see how all that goes. Um, but overall, I think, I think the Mariners did okay here. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's easy to forget that they traded Jay Bruce really early and they traded Encarnacion really early. Um, and so, uh, they, the Mariners actually did get quite a bit, uh, accomplished in season. Uh, so I, well, I think and you got to think, you know, they probably would have been more busy today or, or leading up to today. If D Gordon doesn't get hurt, if Domingo yep. doesn't get hurt, you know, but at the very least, you probably would have heard more about them being involved in more discussions because there weren't a whole lot of rumors surrounding the Mariners, you know, leading up you know, or over the last few days either. You know, you just really didn't hear the Mariners mentioned much until this morning. That's, um, that's that's not unusual though. For as many trades too. as Jerry makes, the usually they come out of nowhere and they surprise you. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, you there weren't a lot of. I mean, really, all we really heard was Mike Leake, Rowan Elias, and Domingo Santana a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Anthony Bass this morning. Greg Johns mentioned Anthony that they were talking about Anthony Bass. Right. So I mean, you're just. You just didn't have the pieces that were going to net you uh, major prospects. So, um, you know, it is what it is. And I think considering that most of what the Mariners were trading uh, were either, you know, middle relievers or veterans making large sums of money, I think they did okay in season uh, by acquiring Juan Thin and, uh, you know, Caballero, Jake Shiner, uh, Taylor Gibbo, uh, Aaron Fletcher, and Elvis Alvarado. I, I think they did okay in adding a lot of lottery tickets, and they were able to save a little bit of money here and there. And I think at the end of the day, that's that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's a it's a successful day overall for the Mariners, and they did what they needed to do, and. Um, you know they they didn't they didn't waver uh, they didn't give in to um, 
And to the pressures of, of having to trade, you know, someone like Domingo Santana or anything like that for less than what they felt was uh, was worth it to them. So um, I think overall, it, you know, it, it's a bit safe, but it's a it's it's a fine day. Right. We didn't see uh, as we had kind of hoped, or at least I had. We didn't see them go out and add uh, yeah. a piece. That was the at- one thing I was disappointed by. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's just, and I understand people are like, well, why would they add? They're not, I mean, they're clearly not winning this year. It's it's not about this year. Um, it's it's pretty simple. The Mariners say they want to compete by 2021. Um, and whether you and I think that's optimistic or not, that is the goal that they have set for themselves. And the only way they are going to get there is by adding major league talent to your roster. You can't just wait for the minors to give you all that and their minor league system isn't good enough to take them from a 70 win team to a 100 win team that's not gonna happen yeah so that is why i wanted the mariners to try and add uh this this uh summer and they may have tried in fact i feel very confident in saying that they did talk um that they did have these discussions about players that were on major league rosters and have major league experience. They had those discussions. They just couldn't find anything that worked for them right now. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind that every discussion they have in season can easily carry into the winter. Um, and so there's no such thing as a bad conversation. Uh, maybe a trade doesn't make sense now, but it makes tra- it makes sense in December. Uh, so I think you're still going to see them add uh major league talent, pretty significant major league talent this winter via trade and free agency, but it just didn't come together, uh, you know, this month. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that to be honest. So, so got a little bit of, uh, a little bit of a scouting report here on, um, on Caballero from the play by play broadcaster, uh, Jill Guerin for the, uh, Visalia Rawhide. I, I guess that's their, mm-hmm. That's like the Diamondbacks uh, high A team. Uh, she says Caballero is a very talented infielder who can play third, second, and shortstop. His athleticism is a lot of fun to watch. He's very aggressive on the bases and at the plate. Uh, expect to see him play his heart out. You won't be disappointed if you go and see him play in person. M's got a good one. So uh, pretty much, I mean, what we could tell uh, just you know from reading his stat line that. You know he's he's explosive. Um, so you know as we as we hear more on that, you know uh, Colby will be writing about the trade later on on the website and everything. So you'll you'll hear about that as as we learn more. But um, pretty interesting get for the Mariners. So you know four four real prospects that you got to at least be semi excited about. Um, you know Alvarado is the one that is really interesting because of. You know what they said about his arm and everything, and him being so raw, because he's only really been pitching for two years. Um, that's that's one name that you know, I I would keep an eye on. Yep, um, I would agree. So the Mariners' haul for today is a potential middle infielder um, or utility guy with a good on base skill and speed. Um, they get two left-handed relievers who strike out a lot of who have struck out a lot of people in the minors, get a lot of ground balls, and both of whom, according to some people, have a choice, have a chance to be a high-leverage reliever. Uh, and then they get a complete uh, complete wild card, a complete lottery ticket, and Elvis Alvarado. 
um, who appears, to, based on what we can tell, appears to have some really exciting uh, tools and is just trying to figure out how to get to them right now. Um, so overall, I think you know, I think that's that's a solid deadline um, for Depoto. I I wouldn't give it I wouldn't give it an A because they didn't add a major league piece. Um, but I think it's a solid, you know, B, B minus type, type of a uh, deadline. I don't, because they did what they had to do. Right. You know? And, um, and they didn't, you know, they, they really didn't trade, uh, anything under value. Um, yep. you know, they didn't, they didn't give up a Mauricio du- uh, Dubon for, for true <laughs> Drew Pomerantz. God, can we talk? I know this is a Mariners podcast. Can we talk about that real quick though? What are the Brewers doing with that trade? That makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. I mean, I know that they, uh, I know that a lot of people were, you know, talking about how great Pomerantz has been the last few weeks since he's moved to the bullpen and all that stuff. But uh, the guy they gave up is a legitimate everyday shortstop prospect. I mean, he's that good. Uh, I know they have Arcia, but. Yeah, that's I, a trade chip, though. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Dubon's a go trade chip. <laughs> yeah, you really you couldn't find a starting pitcher that which the Brewers desperately needed that you could get for Dubron. Like, really, you couldn't. That was just not available to you using him as your as your bait. I I don't I don't really understand what they're doing. And another deal I don't really understand, or I understand, but I just I don't really love is the uh, the Rays trade. Uh, oh, the Ryan tr- Stanek deal. Yeah. yeah, the Ryan Stanek and Hayes and uh, Jesus Sanchez, who's a top fifty prospect according to pretty much everybody. Yep. And they trade him for Nick Anderson, who I wrote about and I like. I like. He's a good reliever, and I can't even remember the other pitcher's Trevor, name. Trevor Trevor Richards, who's like he started twenty. Good. He started twenty games this year. You know, he's, they they wanted a starter, but yeah. he's a poor man's Marco Gonzalez. Um, if that, and they gave up Ryan Stanek, who's one of the better relievers in the game. Um, and Jesus Sanchez, I like, really, that's, that's the best you could do. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's happening with that. I, I, like I said, I like Anderson. I think he's a really good reliever. He's got five years of control and I'm sure they like, what's his name. Um, but he just, Honestly, he just kind of seems like just another number four starter. Um, yeah. and he's young and controllable and all that. I get it. But you have Brendan McKay and Shane Baz and Brent Honeywell. You have all these arms that are, you know, I think have a chance to be a lot better. Uh, but I just I didn't really get that one at all, to be honest. And uh, I also didn't really like the uh, or yeah, the, the Diamondbacks trading, uh, getting Zach Gallen for jazz chisholm yeah i thought that was i thought that was kind of weird uh because i was gonna mention that too yeah that that just seems weird to me that trade that's a that's a major league pitcher that with six years of control that has been pretty damn good so far in his rookie year and you trade him for you know chisholm is one of the better prospects in baseball don't get me wrong but still but still uh you know he's couple years away um and he's especially for for you know we see how much there, there's clearly a divide be, right now between pitchers and position players in terms of value on the trade market 
And pitchers are much, they're significantly more valuable Yep. on the trade market than, than positional players. So a starting pitcher with six years of control that's been good this year for a sh- shortstop straight up. And again, he's one of the better prospects in baseball, don't get me wrong. But that just, that's really confusing to me. I, yeah, I, does it make you a little bit upset that the Mariners didn't seem to have any interest whatsoever in talking about Marco Gonzalez? Yeah, um, but I mean, I mean, know, we just we just saw a deal where Zach Gallen, who's a who's good pitcher and better, he's more valuable than Marco, sure. Yeah, but he got a top sixty-ish, seventy-ish prospect for that guy, and the Mar- and the Rays just attached a you know the Rays just attached a really good reliever to a really good prospect to get a reliever and a mediocre starting pitcher with five years of control. Like, And I think that shows you kind of just how no one really knew what the market was at because everyone just suddenly decided all at once whether they were standing pat, they were buying, or they were selling. There, right. the Teams made decisions today on what they were doing. Like this morning, they decided this is what we're going to do. Um, and that threw everything for a loop, and that's why this whole one deadline thing is not great, <laughs> you know. Well, and, and we and we could do you, a whole podcast on that. If you want one deadline, just push it back. Give teams a chance to decide whether or not they're. You don't think like the the Giants would have benefited from another two weeks to see if they're legit? And said the Giants have to do this thing where they're like. Kind of selling, but not really. They're adding some nice pieces, but they traded away some nice pieces. Like, eh. <laughs> you know, I just I, I don't like the one trade deadline thing to begin with. Uh, if I had my choice, I would have no trade deadline whatsoever. Um, that's just me. I, I don't know why that can't be the case. Um, I'm sure somebody has a reason. I, I doubt it's a good reason, but I'm sure somebody has one. Um, but at the very least, I didn't see anything wrong with the last, you know, group of, or the last rule where you had to pass through waivers. I think that, I think that made sense. I thought that was fine. I don't know why that they worked out well it. for teams. That worked out well for teams. It did. Yeah. And, so and it worked I, out. I don't... And it worked out both ways because, yeah, you know, it, it was a way for teams to, you know, maybe be able to dump big contracts you know you looked at uh like the verlander deal from a couple yep. years ago and and all that yeah, and, and exactly. made it made the things yeah the mike league trade you know teams were able to get quality veteran players yep. when they were more ready to actually go all in on on that particular season so I hope that's re-implemented, or at least they push the the, the deadline back. I, I think the good compromise there is the August fifteenth idea. Yeah, I think that's a good kind of compromise for the. Uh... Oh, geez. Okay. Whew. Sorry, I I got an alert and it kind of freaked me out for a second. Um... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Mariners, by the way, obviously short on bullpen arms. Uh, they've selected Zach Grotz from uh, AA okay. Arkansas to come uh, pitch. Uh, just real fast, guys. Uh, Zach Grotz has pitched 57 innings in 26 games for AA Arkansas this year. 2.51 ERA. Uh, in those 57 innings, he struck out 69 batters. He has a 1.012 whip, 
10.8 K per nine, 1.7 base on ball per nine. Uh, so this will be an interesting arm to watch. He was actually pitching an independent ball last year. Um, him and, the, him and Ryan Court, both yep. independent ball guys. And uh, the reason that freaked me out a little bit is, as we just talked about, Zach Gallen, who... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I see the Mariners, and then I see Zach, Zach G. Z-A-C. Uh, guess who else spells their name Z-A-C? That would be <laughs> Zach Gallen. Um, and so for a split second, I was like, oh, my God, they bought. I, uh, a, a plus, A plus. But, uh, a plus. Yeah. But they have traded Jerry Kelnick. <laughs> <laughs> okay f but yeah, yeah f. I, but it, anyway so yeah that popped up and i was like wait a whoa 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 um, <laughs> got my heart rate up a little bit but yeah uh, no, zach Grotz or groats i don't know how you pronounce it i'm sorry but uh at least on paper looks like a pretty interesting reliever i would say so um and they got to make two more call-ups now with uh with strickland also off of the 40 man and and uh leak as well so we'll see what they do with those I assume uh, Justice Sheffield's probably going to get that call up uh, to take Leak's uh, spot in the rotation. Um, I would think, unless they wanted to go to AAA and call up the. Uh, I'm sorry, there's a veteran whose name is just. Um, he's been pitching pretty well for the Rainiers. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Um, I'm going to figure it out right now. <laughs> yeah, you do that. I'll, I'll vamp. Um, <laughs> but we're, uh, yeah, we're on our toes today. You know, it's the deadline. We've been all over the place. I've been writing all morning, you know, just yeah. deal with us. <laughs> yeah. Bear with us for a minute here. Yeah. Uh, um, and now okay. I totally yeah. forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> we are doing this... wonders for that 4.5, uh, rating that we have on iTunes right now. So we got a 4.5 rating. Honestly, that's better yeah, than I, mean, I thought we would have. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we throw out some, 45 great podcasts so i mean the 4.5 seems pretty uh generous but uh hey if you guys want to leave us a five-star review we would greatly appreciate it <laughs> um I can't it's only 10 out. reviews so i mean it's not but yeah um i cannot for the life of me figure out who it is is it nabil chrismat oh is maybe he a starter but... is he a starter yeah he is a starter okay so that's yeah, probably who, I, who you're talking no, about it, but it's not him though it's oh. uh, it, i i can't even let me pull it up. I'll know his name once I see it. Sean Nolan. Yes, that's it. Sean. Sean Nolan. All right, Sean Nolan. Yep, that's it. Uh, maybe him, but yeah, I, I think uh, I, I honestly, I think the, uh, I think the idea of Justice Sheffield is the right way to go if uh-huh. you're going to replace him. Um, Felix Hernandez obviously um, is going to get a spot in the rotation when he gets back. Um, but he's not really looking like he's close to coming back, or at least he hasn't even gone out on a rehab assignment yet. So um, I think, yeah, I think Sheffield makes a lot of sense. Um, like you said, Kratz, we'll see how long he's up for. And I think another guy, you might finally get to see Sam Delaplane. Uh-huh. You might get to see Art Warren. Um, Please, the- I want to finally see Art Warren. It's been years I'm talking right, about and, him. You know, Thankfully, the Mariners are in Texas, as are you know Arkansas. So um, yep. they should be able to get those guys there pretty quick. Uh, they start with one today. Zach Rotz has been called up. Um, they'll have so to get another though, right? Well, they traded three guys off their twenty-five man roster. Um, well, like they'll at least have to get one more reliever today. 
from Arkansas, I would assume. Um, you would think. Uh, yeah. But we've only announced the one so far, so we'll see we'll how see. all that goes. Um, but yeah, so I think I think we have all we're gonna have in terms of breaking news. Uh, yeah, an I, hour, an hour and ten minutes have now passed since the deadline, so I think we're safe. But you never know. I, <laughs> I mean, I. You would think, you would think, but uh, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Giants acquire Joe McCarthy from the Rays. Okay. Uh, I thought we had another new trade. I was like, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, so we're good. So What a, what a deadline. <laughs> what a deadline. We're what still waiting weird. on the official return for Carl Edwards, but uh, thankfully John Heyman just chimed in about 45 minutes after the deal was announced. Um, he can now confirm that that's happening, so I guess that's... <laughs> I guess it's official now. Um, Did you see our uh, our our old pal uh, Seattle Nine got uh, blocked yeah. by Heyman? <laughs> yeah, uh... I saw that. <laughs> telling him to stop tweeting out the same exact thing, and then like, telling I, him I, like he's ten minutes late on everything. Like I get Heyman's on, you know, has been on TV all day today and stuff, so you know he he probably doesn't get a chance to tweet right right that second, but. I mean, come on, man. At a certain point, just don't tweet at all. There's just no point in doing it. You're not breaking anything at that point. It's just, come on. Well, I, that's the thing. I think, uh, for me, it would be like, I. how many people do you think love baseball enough to care about trades and only follow John Heyman? I don't. You know, I like... like I gotta go through and turn off a bunch of notifications now because I was getting the notifications from Passan and Morosi and um, you know, all those guys, not Heyman though. Uh, yeah, thank God. <laughs> why, why bother? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely not Heyman, not Nightingale. Uh, <laughs> but everybody else is pretty good. So yeah, I go through Twitter and turn off all those notifications I've been getting, but, um, we'll see how all this goes, uh, going forward. I think the Mariners will be busy this winter. Um, you know, and, uh, honestly it's, there are a few guys who could actually raise their trade value, um, by sticking around, you know, if Domingo can get back in the outfield at some point this year, that'll certainly help his value, assuming he continues to hit like he has. Um, if D. Gordon can come back and hit like he was hitting before he went on the DL, that could be huge. And it sounds like D is going to be back a lot sooner than they thought. Um, he's actually eligible to be activated tomorrow, so there's a chance you see him in Houston um, taking one of the 25-man spots there. Ooh, boy, Houston. Does that mean that we're going to be going up against Zach Greinke, potentially? You know, there's a potential there that we could, in that three-game series, we could face Verlander, Cole, and Greinke. So that's, <laughs> that that possibility exists. I don't know. I don't. I doubt it's going to happen, but that possibility absolutely exists. Um, and if we don't face them, then your consolation prize is Wade Miley, who's been uh, pretty good against us. So. What, 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 watch the Mariners sweep them. <laughs> You know, it's they're, they're hey, on they a roll. Won, man. They won six in a row, right? Yeah, like, seven like of their last eight. eight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man. you know what? It's, it's the it's, uh, it's, it's money ball too. <laughs> oh, that's we're going to twenty, and that would get us just under five hundred. So yeah, <laughs> if we break the all-time win record, we would be at five hundred, I believe. So <laughs> the all-time winning streak record. So let's do it. Um, <laughs> no, but. Uh, 
yeah, like I said, uh, D. Gordon has a chance to actually raise his value, and obviously the money that the acquiring team is not going to have to pay him, that does add up, that does help. Uh, Tim Beckham, if he can show that he's even an average left fielder over the next two months and he hits fairly decently, you know, that's that's a utility guy. Then the Mariners have another year of club control on him um, as well. And then, you know, maybe maybe they wise up and they actually make Marco available or maybe Mitch Haniger comes back healthier, something. But, uh, yeah, there, there are a few guys who did not get traded today who could actually help their trade value. Um, by having a good uh, August and September. Hey, Anthony Bass is another guy. You know, he might be sliding into that closer role now. Um, oh boy. Well, I mean, you know, but uh, that's another that's another chance to to raise some trade value there. He he's under con- he's under club control for for some time, right? I do not know. Let me look that up while you vamp with this ris- <laughs> riveting uh, riveting <laughs> riveting. Uh, Riveting uh, on-air look at man. We this, are this, this is a fantastic podcast today. It, this I, is what uh, we're going to go what from happened. a four point five to a three point five today. <laughs> I don't think enough people listen to lower our rating that bad. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. Anthony Bass is a free or is uh is arbitration eligible this winter. So yeah. So I mean, that's awesome. another option. Uh, you know, you you just talk about guys that get you know a larger opportunity now. Um. Yeah, that's one guy that could raise his, his trade stock a bit. That had some, you know, interest on the market already. Uh, this deadline, according to Greg Johns, at least. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. But you know, now, now the real fun begins. Now this is this is the part we we were all waiting for. You know, that we you and I had talked about so much uh, in the months leading up to the season that. You know, after this deadline, after Edwin Encarnacion and Jay Bruce and Mike Leak were traded, you know, and we, and we were hoping that D. Gordon w- would be involved in that as well, but fortunately not. But uh, you know, now this is you, you're probably going to see more of these opportunities given to um, these players that you hope are a part of your future. The you know, Justice Sheffield. Hopefully, will will be uh, the guy that gets the call up for Mike Leak, and that hopefully will will start to uh, put things into motion. You know, we'll probably see Kyle Lewis at some point this year. Uh, Divish is very confident that we'll see him at least in September. You know, you got to hope that we'll see Jake Fraley at some point. Um, you know, maybe we'll see Justin Dunn. Um, so. This is, uh, as, uh, as one Dr. Stephen Strange would say, that we're in the end game now. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, we're not. But, uh, anyways. Uh, we're in I'm, the end I'm, game I'm, for, I'm, for this season. Yes. Oh, yeah, mo- most definitely. Yes. Obviously. For the game, or for, uh, for the cinematic universe of the Mariners rebuild. I would say we're at Iron Man 2. <laughs> yeah, that feels about right. Uh, we're still pretty early on and uh, yeah. you know, like Iron Man 2, there's some there's some real positives here, but uh, there's going to be some dark spots. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, hopefully uh by this time next year we're talking about being in the uh, the Avengers, the original uh, we're talking about, you know, hey, we passed the Avengers phase of the <laughs> 
Jeez. of the rebuild, and now we can start adding our secondary characters. Like our takes are so terrible. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. I feel like we are nailing this Marvel. Uh, you want to you do Game of Thrones? Like, I feel like we've just barely chopped the guy's head off in episode one. Spoiler, spoiler alert if you haven't watched Game of Thrones season one episode one yet. I mean, Jesus. R.I.P. Ned R.I.P. Uh, but yeah, and, um, I was talking about the the Night Watch guy that, that oh, started the chopped night- the head off. Yeah, we're barely, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, that's like five minutes into the first episode. Oh jeez. Again, yeah. spoiler alert if you guys don't watch Game uh, of Thrones yet. Like, God, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, uh, before we uh, wrap up this disaster, um, I do want to. Uh, we do have a couple of announcements to make. Um, mainly that if you guys stuck around this long, you deserve to know before anybody else. Um, yeah. We are going to be doing our uh, fantasy football league again. Uh, so um, this year we're really gonna we're gonna strip it down a little bit. I think last year we had what fourteen teams. Yeah, um, let's not do that again. <laughs> no, this year I think we're going to either do ten or twelve. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, our our champion, I believe Jordan Newberry was our champion last year. He will get an automatic qualifier if he wants in, um, and the rest of the spots will be up for grabs. And we'll we'll talk about. Um, We'll get out how we're going to pick our contestants and all that stuff uh, probably next week because we got to get that thing going um, before too long as we are, you know, 10 hours away from August, as weird as that sounds. But be on the lookout for that. Fantasy football, only uh, only seven to nine spots up for grabs this year. So just, just be ready for that. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, also... August is going to be an interesting month for us because there's no there's no trades. Uh, it'll be an interesting month for the podcast, obviously, but also for the website. Um, whereas for the last two months, we've basically written about nothing but trades. You mean um, I got to watch the Mariners again? <laughs> you do. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, so August will be interesting, uh, but there are a few things that we are definitely going to do in August. Um, at the website, we are going to do our uh, top 30. Um top 30 Mariners prospect list that will be out um, sometime in I'd say the next week or so. Um, now that we know there aren't any more prospects coming um, as I'm sure Jerry makes a prospect trade in like three days. Um, but now that we think there aren't any more prospects coming into the system, uh, we'll finally be able to hammer down our top 30 and get that out to you guys. I know a lot of people have been asking for it. And so that will be out in August, hopefully soon. So we have the Fantasy Football League coming up. We also have uh, the Mariners, uh, I don't know, the Soto Mojo Pipeline, whatever you want to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. Top 30 Mariners prospects are coming out. Um, and, and we'll also, you know, we'll also look towards the offseason. Uh, right. Soon. You know, in, in, a, in a limited capacity, and then we'll, we'll start Probably going September, into that more October. in September. Yeah. Yep. Mid-September into October, we'll kind of start looking at targets and things like that. Uh, and then of course, I'm sure we'll do our off season plan once again. Um, that'll probably be out in early November. And those are kind of like the big, the big things that get us from trade deadline to the, uh, well, the winter meetings basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, you know, we'll keep watching the Mariners and we'll see who they call up and there's September could be really fun. Uh, like you mentioned, Kyle Lewis, and these are just the dog days. We just got to get through them and we will, we'll get through them. We'll watch the Mariners. We'll talk. Um, you know, and we'll just kind of power through and get to the yeah. point where we can start dreaming about uh, about winning. So, um, 
I did want to mention real quick about the fantasy football league is that I think this year we want to put something on the line um, just to kind of keep people a little more interested throughout the year. Uh, I don't know exactly what that's going to be. Um, maybe we play for jelly beans, so to speak. Uh, maybe there's a prize pack or something we can put together, but uh, it's not going to be a, a free ride into the league if you guys want to play. So, um, yeah. Anyways, Ty, do you have anything you want to add before we wrap this up? Yeah, well, I mean, if you guys have an idea for a prize as well, we could uh, maybe we could give a, a, a spot in the league to someone who comes up with the best idea for a prize. So if you do, uh, let us know. Um, you know, I was thinking maybe uh, we could have someone pick out a jersey that they would want or something like that. I don't know, or maybe it would just be a money prize, whatever. Um, but yeah, if you have ideas, it's a jersey. That, you're paying for that. Well, I'm thinking we pay for it with the pool money. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. That makes more sense. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if we you like guys, have... guys. We're just not going to reach into our pockets to get you a, jer- a three hundred dollar jersey. That's for sure. <laughs> Look, if you knew what we got paid, and we don't get paid a whole lot <laughs> for writing. Uh, Anyways, yeah, I... <laughs> uh, yeah so. We, we can't afford to get you jerseys or tickets, so... Yeah, um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, let us know if you guys have it. any ideas. Uh, yeah. yeah, let us know if you guys have any ideas for that. Um, and uh, that's... I think that's pretty much it. You know, we're... Obviously, we're, we're looking for writers all the time, so... Yep. Uh, you know, now that we're kind of going into our, into our transition period to from trade deadline to now, you know, looking forward to September and, and, and uh, the offseason and everything, and everything if you are excited about where the mariners are going not a lot of people are for some reason but if you are like colby and i and are fairly optimistic about what this team uh, what this organization is doing um feel free to uh to uh apply and we'll uh we'll be happy to to have you yeah kind of use these two months as kind of a spring training and then when we get to the off season whoo man i tell you the off season is probably the funnest time for us it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a ton of fun. So this would be a good time to kind of get your feet wet and then go whole hog in the off season. So yeah, sure last, you guys do that. Yeah. Last so. year, Colby and I had a ton of fun, uh, during the off season and you know, we had that GM simulation with, uh, with all yep. the, uh, all, all the, uh, uh, experts at all the different, you know, MLB, uh, blogs for fan sided and everything. That was a lot of fun. Obviously we did the off season plan. You know, we do more stuff like trade days and, and free agent targets and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of speculation, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of cool content ideas. You know, if, if you want to just write about some random thing that happened in the middle of the 2003 season, go ahead. We are really open to any and every idea that uh, anyone has for, for Mariner content, and we are more than willing to put it up on the website. So uh, be sure to drop an application. I think it's fansided.com slash uh, openings, right? Yeah, openings. Yep. Uh, fansided openings. Just Google fansided openings. You'll find it. Yep. Um, it's, it's pretty simple. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, fill out the application, which is just your first name, last name, and email address, and that'll get you started with a profile to which you can submit a proposal to us and i don't think we've ever turned down a writer not to my knowledge mm-hmm. um like i said we're, we're eager to help people who want to get started um and even if it's just a you know it's just hey i just want to do this for a couple months see if i like it that's totally fine we understand 
some people they want to help they want to commit they want to write and then life just gets in the way it's not a big deal to us guys we understand how it works um so if it's just something you want to try i would recommend just giving it a shot and if you don't like it or you don't like us or whatever <laughs> you know no harm no foul uh and we'll just we'll see you later and if you don't if it's, you don't like us and that's why you decide to stop writing well you're dead to me so I, I don't really care at that point but uh anyways as we've rambled on for 10 minutes here um make sure you guys uh, make sure you guys do visit the website sotomojo.com uh we'll have a lot of good mariner stuff up there uh obviously throughout the entire season clearly we have a lot of fun <laughs> yes. <this> <laughs> if, if, uh, if you have made it through this entire podcast and god bless you if you have <laughs> you know, uh you'll have a lot of fun if, if you're interested in writing for us so, so yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> come join the party it's it's that's you know. right <laughs> if you guys have, if you guys had this, if you guys had made it this long, maybe we should start a Patreon and we could just do this for ten minutes at a time. This yep. is total BS thing. Uh, one thing I also do want to mention is, uh, if you guys are fans of the Seattle Seahawks, Ty and I have actually done a couple of podcasts over at twelfthmanrising.com, which is the fan sided site for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I will be doing that most of the year. Ty's going to join me every once in a while, um, or as often as he wants, really. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk Seahawks over there. Um, and that, that's going to be a lot of fun too. So make sure you guys check that out. Follow us on Twitter at Soto Mojo FS. Visit the website, sotomojo.com. Follow, uh, sorry, subscribe to the podcast. So you don't miss any new episodes and leave us a, leave us a five-star rating on uh, iTunes so we can get that 4.5 up. Um, <laughs> or so we can very- maintain it <laughs> right after this podcast. Yeah. Um, but anyways, guys, uh, I, I hope you, uh, I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed this. I'm, I'm not quite sure you did, but you get the idea. Yeah. I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hey, you know what? It's better than the incredible Hulk movie. All right. Uh, so there you go. It, it, I mean, oh man, it's no 12 angry men, but it's, it's pretty decent. All right. So. Anyways, we're just going to put a wrap on this before I say anything else stupid. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you in another life. Peace out. Peace.